Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com slash essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot com slash essential. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. This episode features Sylvia Henderson, CEO and co-founder of Mime Team Solutions, and Wendy Swire, principal at Swire Solutions. Our conversation is a playback from Montgomery Community Media's Small Business Network. Our topic was GPS or guide, it takes a village to raise a business. During our conversation, we unpack how and why it's important to identify and leverage a team of coaches, mentors, and accountability partners to help you navigate life as a small business owner. The part of Boost that we'll address is optimize relationships. Let's listen in. Welcome, ladies. Hello, hello. So Sylvia, I'm gonna start with you because I know there tends to be a lot of confusion. People hear the terms masterminds and business coaches, executive coaches, all these things. So differentiate the values of mastermind groups and business coaching and when to consider implementing or engaging each. Well, Kelly, thanks. And first of all, let's separate the verb from the noun. So we use the verb masterminding and coaching And that's different from a formal mastermind group or a formal business coach. Real quickly, the verb masterminding typically means any two or more people who are like brainstorming. It's in in an informal gathering. It could be meetups, the water cooler conversations, ideation sessions, and short-term events. The verb coaching might be any two or more people who are giving each other advice, asking questions, with little to more for, little to no formal coach training. Whereas the noun mastermind group is a formal group with a trained, experienced facilitator, we hope, uh, separated from the group, structured times and, re- and processes, accountability is required. Um, they're looking for results, but results are self-reported by the members, consistent, regular meetings, and a long-term investment business coaching as a noun, and and Wendy's going to describe even more, is a formal contracted agreement with a trained and experienced coach like Wendy, fulfilling specific client objectives and getting measurable results, and accountability is demanded. So that's the difference, and people use the terms as verbs and mistake it for the formal group. Uh, Real quickly, the the, um, the benefits and when to engage, the benefits of a mastermind group, and that's what we do in our business, should be no more than six to 10 people in a group. It's peer ideation, peer problem solving, uh, with multiple perspectives is the benefit. Different people get different perspectives. 
uh, and you engage a mastermind group when you're seeking other people's multiple perspectives. It's external more than internal. Well, I see coaching as internal. Um, it's groups more than an individual and it's peers rather than an expert. So that's my differentiation. Um, I'll let Wendy describe more the business coaching. So now let me let me pause there for a moment because you you said a lot in that statement. And so I want to also um, explore and drill down a bit more. So based on the way that you described it, it sounds like a successful small business might have both, might be engaging in um, some sort of mastermind group plus also having some sort of formalized coaching. So Wendy, yes. do you want to chat about that a little bit more? Yeah, and I love Sylvia's definition of the distinctions here. Um, on a business coach, I would be, or any coach would be very targeted to help you as the business owner achieve what your specific needs are, what your goals are, what your objectives are. So it's very targeted to the results that you want. In a mastermind, there's a lot more communal. Um, it's really, it's a peer-to-peer what are we, how do we support each other? And there may be targeted conversations, but business coaches are laser focused on you. It's almost like think of a sports coach, right? You know, they're really focused on you or a personal trainer. We're really there to do that individual accountability and attention. I think that might be helpful. Right, exactly. So, okay, so here's another question for you. Because they're very targeted and because, you know, we, it's almost like, um, back during the real estate boom, you could throw you couldn't throw a rock without hitting a realtor, right? Now, um, because you've got a lot of great talent in the marketplace and people are self-proclaimed coaches and things like that, um, and because as a business, a small business owner, you really want to be able to maximize perhaps the the folks that you know, like, and trust, and you're building these mastermind groups. What are some of the characteristics? that I should be looking for in a coach, in a mastermind group, things like that. So, and either one of you or both of you, feel free to, to give your spin on the response to that question. So, go ahead, what, yeah. go ahead, Wendy. Oh, okay, great. So for coaching, look, I agree. I've been a coach for over 20 years and I got into the field. There were some of us, I'm an executive leadership business coach. And, um, you know, it was sort of, what do you do? I don't, you know, can you explain it? Now there are a lot. The first thing you want is to make sure your coach has got some training that mm -hmm. they have gone through. And I would recommend it's International Coaching Federation, ICF, um, get some, that's kind of our governing body that they have. That training has been accredited through ICF. Uh, the other recommendation I have is interview three coaches. It's like finding a contractor, a lawyer, an accountant interview three coaches and ask questions. You know, how many people have you worked with? What are your results? How would you work with me? Ask smart questions like you would any other service provider and then find someone that's built on trust and confidentiality. Who do you feel comfortable with? What kind of experience? What connection? Those three are really important. What about for mastermind? Sylvia, I'll have you. <laughs> and I would dare say, make sure the coach has done or has been where you're trying to go. So for finding a coach. Um, so for masterminds, funny that you ask, because at the end, I'll tell people how they can get a checklist for implementing a successful or, or looking at a successful mastermind. But the, some of the characteristics of successful ones 
and productive ones, that's how I consider CONCESS, are that they're a formal group with consistent membership. Um, I already said ideal number six to 10 people. They're facilitated by a trained facilitator. So the facilitator should be the expert in group processes, in getting people to communicate and work together. And that's what we do. We train facilitators for mastermind groups. Uh, should be consistent, regularly scheduled meetings in terms of the characteristics. Hopefully in a formal meeting space, either virtually or in person, but structured agenda with times and processes in place, group norms and agreements, uh, individual member accountability should be required, and individual resorts should be asked to be self-reported, and that it's a long-term commitment and typically an investment, yes, in time, but also, I would say, an investment in money, too, to be a part of a formal mastermind group. And, you know, and for people who are solopreneurs, like a lot of your viewers, um, when you feel like you're alone, it's lonely at the top as a business owner, or as a CEO or an executive, uh, you're looking for multiple perspectives. That's when you reach out for or seek a mastermind group. Awesome. So considering what's going on like right now between COVID and then the issues around race and social justice, what are some of the conversations that you all find yourself having with your clients? Like, are any sort of themes emerging as you're engaging with your clients? Wendy, do you want to take that first? Yeah, that's a great question. For my business leaders, my business owners, I'm hearing a lot of, the first thing I we're hearing a lot of is, um, how do I manage through all of these changes? How do I help? Um, I'm sensing that people really want to do more. Um, how do I have these conversations about race, structural injustice, about economic issues, about health? So I'm doing a lot of coaching on how to have these type of conversations with your employees, how to approach them. Um, I don't want to call them difficult conversations, but how to speak with sort of authenticity and to connect with people, because this is a time where as a business owner, a business leader, you really need to connect with your customers, with your team, with, you know, with your leadership. So I'm, having, I'm sensing a lot of that. And then the other conversation that I'm having a lot uh, with my clients is just about resiliency, mm. self-care, taking care of yourself. There's a lot of uh, you know, fatigue. Um, and as a leader, you really need to, how do you stay engaged? So it starts at the top. Yeah. And those are actually the two, I wrote down two main words, and that was process. People are looking for how to manage their buy-in to the changes and the adjustments from, as I call it, in sci-fi world, from the before time to through COVID-19 to prepare for the long term. So processes and systems and connection, how to recreate that water cooler connection uh, that they used to have for collab, how to collaborate and, and, and learn and manage in a hybrid business environment. Those are the themes that I'm seeing. How do you communicate and connect when all you see is this mm. and you know what? So that, those are themes that I'm seeing. Yeah. And it's interesting because of everything that's going on with COVID and just what's going on around the world around the race, um, race dialogue is I'm seeing a lot of more, more people are bringing their full selves, their complete selves into work. So, 
you know, the challenges around healthcare and or just, you know, with family members being ill. And it's really for as much as we are, uh, you know, human nature, we try to separate our personal from our professional life. But I see so much of it is bleeding into the workplace. And so it's, I would imagine a lot of what you're talking about is to help these business leaders and small business owners um, to navigate, to your point, Wendy, those courageous conversations, because it's the type of thing where it's the elephant in the room, right? Um, so, so yeah, so I'm sure the, the conversations that you're having to support your customers, your clients is really appreciated and necessary right now. So Sylvia, one of the things that I know, um, I've seen it in your bio, um, and I've heard you reference this whole notion of the, the third mind. Um, so what exactly is um, the third mind? And then how is the concept relevant to business leaders focus on sort of this whole pivot in light of um, COVID and the health pandemic? Well, our belief, uh, my belief, and our belief at Mind Team Solutions is that our mastermind groups should follow the Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich concept. And people can Google, can Google that and learn more about Napoleon Hill's principles. But he popularized the mastermind principle. And his quote is, when two or more people actively engage in the pursuit of a definite purpose with a positive mental attitude, they can constitute an unbeatable force. And no two minds ever come together without creating a third invisible, intangible force likened to a third mind. So what that means in real life, in real speech. Uh, when we get together with, with two people, you and I, or the three of us, uh, sit down and say, hey, I've got an idea, Let me ha let's hash it out. That creates something that's bigger than the three of us together, mm -hmm. than the three of us individually. That bigger thing is the third mind. So when you add more people up to a point, uh, you get that powerful uh, thing, that powerful energy called the third mind. So when you get that six to 10 people and they really are in a structured share environment, that's a powerful thing. Because even if you're not presenting an issue, which is typical in a mastermind group or an idea, just hearing other people. Uh, say what they have to say, you go, oh, I didn't think of that. And you find out things you didn't even know you didn't know. Mm -hmm. So that is the, that you can tell I'm passionate about. <laughs> that's, the, that's the concept of the third mind and how that helps now. Oh my gosh. We, in all of our generations, you know, we keep hearing back about 1918 flu. Well, none of us were around then. So for us and all generations, even us, even us gray haired boomers, you know, we, this is an unprecedented time and we're in new situations we have to figure out and handle in new ways. Just like you said in the beginning, we need each other as a village in order to get through and thrive after COVID-19. And so the new ideas, the multiple perspectives, the, hey, how did you handle fill in the blank uh, for small businesses and large? That's what's needed now. Yeah, so here's a question for you because, you know, I'll, I'll, you run across people who oftentimes it's like they're so guarded that they don't want to, um, to share whether it's the, the triumphs 
or the tribulations that they're having inside of their business. Because the notion is if I share too much, um, then I don't, I, you know, I, I sort of bust through the facade of I'm doing well, I'm successful and all this. So how would you all propose navigating even that? Like if, if someone is listening to this conversation and they're like, oh, I hear all that and that all sounds good. But especially now, because people are very, um, you know, you come across people are quite cynical. People are, you know, unbelieving, untrusting of one another. And, and so how would you address that whole notion? Wendy, why don't I kick it to you? I saw you, you waved, so I have a feeling you have a spirited answer. To- <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that question. I'll tell you why. Research supports, and a lot of really interesting, solid, grounded research on this um, coming out of Google supports that if you want to have a create a high-powered team, mm-hmm. a team that is connected, doing all those things, that third eye, mind that Sylvia passionately talked about, you need to create what they call psychological safety. You need mm. to create a safe environment, and what you need is vulnerability. Leaders need to be vulnerable. So the notion that I don't show anything, no weaknesses, that's very old school. Those, that's CDs and that's records. I mean, that really is old music. Leaders who show their vulnerability, show their emotions that, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm running a meeting and my five-year-old walks in and I've, I've seen leaders, they have kids sitting on their laps, showing that vulnerability that, you know what, this is an unprecedented time is what builds trust and trust is what builds stronger empathy within teams with, with how you want, how you lead. You will get outstanding, much you know, better results. And this has been grounded on years of research. So I think that for those who are out there listening, saying, I can't show that, I don't want to show weakness. That's just, um, we want to connect with leaders who are empathetic, who are authentic, you know, who are, have authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the leaders that in business that are needed. And those are, you get followers, your employee engagement goes up, customers get engaged. So it's research-based actually. Yeah. And that's the key to having a mastermind group where you can build that trust. And that comes down to the facilitator again, creating the space, having the agreements and managing the group so that trust is built. Uh, many times I we have mass we're in our company have mastermind groups that are executive level only because only at that level can they share with each other. There are groups that are CEO groups only, where a CEO or business owner who can't share their weakness can't share their concerns and their fears, not weaknesses with their board. They can't share it with their employees. They can't share it with their, their other executives. So there are external groups that are, you know, CEO advisory groups, which are mastermind-ish, um, where they can be, where they can have that space. And for those who just can't open up, that's where I would throw it to Wendy and say, you know, perhaps you need to work through some of your personal uh, challenges with a coach one-on-one. So that's how you can use both, you know, together. So um, let's say, because in light of COVID, I know all of us are, uh, you know, it's separate, but together. Um, and, and with 
the notion that so many um, small business owners in particular have really relied upon the value of connecting with one another in person, a la networking. Um, but with network relationship building, moving into this virtual space, Wendy, how should our listeners best be thinking and approaching networking in light of the fact that we are having to rely on technology and doing it uh, virtually? I, yes, and it is a challenge. I think the first thing you have to give yourself some grace that, you know, for those who like to go to Starbucks or go to get a cup of coffee and connect that way, um, it, is, it is challenging. I think there's two or three things you can do. One is absolutely change your framework. Um, instead of saying, I miss the old and why can't, you know, it's just like, okay, this is our new world. Um, and I've coached a lot of clients who are really just having a hard time. It's like you're on a change curve. And now this is part of your adaptability to change. The second is get really creative in how you network. Um, you know, having the one hour coffee or a business lunch, that's, that may not happen, but that's okay. You know, you're going to do Zoom coffees, you know, Zoom happy hours. I have talked to clients who are taking walks. Mm -hmm. If you are local, you know, you meet halfway between Olney and Rockville, you just find a place and you take a walk, um, socially distance. Um, now we are able to get out in some you know, outdoor spaces, but you've got to do what's comfortable for you with COVID. I think the other thing now um, is that this, this is an opportunity. COVID is an opportunity to connect with people and build relationships where you normally couldn't. If there's a small business owner who's doing something that you're interested in in Cleveland, you know, reach out to them. If you're niche, if there's other areas, you know, you're in a technical area or retail find somebody and just say, can I just spend 15 minutes with you? There are opportunities. You can talk to people around the world now and have these, and people are open for it. Don't, if, you know, if people says no, if people say no to your networking request, it's not you personally, be persistent. Just say, okay, I get it. It's busy time now. I'll, I'll ping you in a couple weeks. So I think there's some really exciting opportunities now in networking that we did not have before. Yeah. And, and, I'm working with a chamber on hybrid events right now where the chamber is having some rooftop outdoor uh, gathering, but we're managing the remote part. Um, so hybrid events uh, worldwide, just like you said, Wendy, I'm part of a powerful mastermind that I just got invited to about three months ago and it's worldwide. Um, there's things you can do online that to have fun and, and be engaged and you learn more about each other. You know, you're sitting here on a call, regardless of the platform, whether it's Zoom or anything else, and you see somebody's dog walk by, you, you can have that conversation now. Yeah. You can say, what's that picture of ducks or something on the back wall there, Wendy, and you can share more of you and talk about your hobbies. So this just, there are more ways to connect now, in fact, um, than the before time. I agree. And be authentic. Just be yourself. You know, just say, look, you know, you're seeing, you know, where I am right now. It's not my office. That's okay. Be natural. Be authentic. I have, and I am and also in a master, a global mastermind. I've never met my mastermind around the world, and we are very close. So don't assume you can't, through technology, build strong relationships. Um, change that framework. You can do it. 
I dare say we're more comfortable in this interview sitting here than we would be sitting on stage in those in those chairs, keeping our legs together <laughs> and looking all professional. So, <laughs> yes, there is something to be said for this virtual virtual space. That is for sure. So, Wendy, what about because um, I know we focused a lot on perhaps how to really support the business leader. And of course, their team is a great extension um, to that individual who's leading the business. What are some of the topics you think um, business leaders need to be focusing on with regard to their associates and, and their talent? Okay. I think there's three things. One, you've got to be checking in with them. How are they doing? I mentioned resiliency. Um, we know that your employees have home situations. They might have kids. They're trying to school. Um, if they're a single parent, so you need regular check-ins to find out how are they doing and what do they need, your employees, whether you have one, 10, 100, uh, you know, what does your leadership team need um, and how, do you, how are you flexible? I think that's the first conversation. I think the second conversation is really, um, as Sylvia has been talking about, third mind, thinking out of the box, how do we pivot? What ideas, what products? How are we going to sell our services? What do our, what do our customers need? You need to be engaging in those conversations and really um, thinking creatively. And the third thing I would be at having conversations now um, is, is what is post COVID going to look like? Mm -hmm. I want, I'm, I'm doing a lot of work is let's start thinking about the future. What businesses, some businesses are going to thrive. They are thriving in COVID. Others are going to have to change. What does this look like? So I'm almost thinking where are the advantages after, I'm not even calling it, it's post COVID, whatever you wanna call it, the new normal. But once we are more kind of out and about, it will be different. It's like 9-11 for me. Yeah. And then when we now, remember the first time you had to take off your shoes or not have a water bottle, now it's normal. Let's yeah. start thinking that way. Let's start thinking in the future, planning for it and not being scared of it. Those are conversations I want all of your viewers to be having. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was watching an interview. Um, John Legend inter interviewed DJ Khaled recently, and, and DJ Khaled was saying, oh, I'm not calling it a pandemic. I'm calling it a plandemic. So we should be planning for the future. Don't use this time to kind of sulk and get comfortable. It's like, how do we, be, how do we approach, approach the future in a way that really accelerates the opportunity ahead of us? So plandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. So as we start winding down our conversation um, here today on the Small Business Network, I want to leave you all with a, a final question. And that's really, what advice, what is your top tip that a business owner should be considering as we move through this pandemic? I would say the top tip is questions. Ask yourself, ask your business stakeholder questions and the 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 two key ones i have are what can we fill in the blank looking to the future and what if again looking to the future awesome wendy how about you those questions what if um i would say the first thing is you're in it for the long haul we're sprinting a marathon leaders you got to take care of yourself physically emotionally spiritually intellectually, whatever, whatever you need, you know, you've got to keep optimistic. We know positive emotions are contagious. 
and get really comfortable with virtual and technology. And it's whatever you need to do, um, to the, that is something you just have to embrace and almost fall in love with use of what we're doing right now. Yep, the new normal, at least for now, right? Because life is ever changed. The only thing that's consistent is change. And so we need to embrace it. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Epicor is the essential partner to the world's most essential businesses, offering ERP solutions built for growth and operational success. Explore the industry productivity solutions we curate for the automotive, building supply, distribution, manufacturing, and retail industries by visiting epicor.com essential. That's E-P-I-C-O-R dot essential.